0: Welcome to We 55. We're your hosts. I'm Sudaya Francisco. And I'm Brielle Blackshear. This is a Princeton Alumni Corps podcast from 12 Stockton. And Princeton Alumni Corps is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to mobilize people, networks, and organizations for the public good. So, what are we doing again? <laughs> It's the <laughs> So this is episode four and we're continuing the conversation of bursting the Princeton bubble. So we have two guests with us here today, one a fellow alum, and then one that is a current fellow of our 1920 cohort, and we'll let you all introduce yourselves.
1: Yeah, hey everyone. My name's Chandler Cleveland. Uh, I am the alum <laughs> fellow that was talking about. Um so I did a fellowship um, for the 2018-2019. Year um, I was working um, in Washington D.C. with a nonprofit called Parents Amplifying Voices in Education, or PAVE, for short. And um, I was I had a great opportunity to be a community organizer for the organization. Um, essentially, what we're doing is working with parents uh, around education issues. So I got to build a lot of close relationships with them. Got to learn a lot about the D.C. education system. And since my fellowship ended, I'm actually um, currently in law school at, at Georgetown. Um, Uh, law. And it's really just, the fellowship experience definitely just transformed my whole trajectory. I'm really excited to talk more about that and how it's impacted my uh, interest in law school.
2: Cool. Uh, Hi, I'm Nadeem Damian. I'm a current fellow working at DNR Greenway Land Trust uh, right here in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, My role is Strategic Community Conservation Fellow. And what I sort of do at the organization is, um, helped DNR Greenway engage with new and diverse communities since it's mostly a Princeton Hopewell area-based organization. Uh, and we're trying to expand and, and you know, reach people where they are. Yeah, I think we're going to talk a little bit about my experience sort of living in Princeton um, for the year immediately after college. Um, I don't know how yeah, it is.
0: So yeah, so I mean, just, let's go right dive, into it. dive right just in. Dive right in. <laughs> yeah, so, I
2: mean, it's been... And when people ask me how it's been, I usually just answer interesting because I'm not not—I'm not sure whether it's been good or bad. And, I, and honestly, it's only been about two months. So I feel like over time, I'll have a more fleshed out understanding of what it's like. For me, what especially because I started in, in July during the summer months when Princeton is just like, it's really quiet and there's not much to do other than, you know, things that entertain myself. So over the first bit, I was sort of lost and feeling like... There's like no one really here. It's just me. What do I do? What was great is I got to like reconnect with the hobbies that I used to have, like maybe even like before college, like spending time outside just like for the sake of it rather than like with a purpose. I got to read more. I got to do things that I wouldn't necessarily be able to do. But now with school picking up and sort of feeling as if like, oh, now I'm like, I'm like a townie like not to use that, not to use that word, but because I know that like people who that's actually, a, that's the opposite word. Yeah. Because like people in Princeton, I think don't actually take too kindly to that word. Um, but um, I've tried actually to like reconnect with some people at the university, but yeah. in a way where I'm still maintaining like a little bit of independence. Um, one way that I did this uh, when I was a student, I was a member of the ultimate Frisbee team and I, I didn't have a leadership position or anything. I was just like, you know, I was pretty decent at ultimate and I like playing and I, I knew about the game. So I reached out to the captains and I asked them if they were looking for someone to help out or, or coach or, you know, just kind of like be there to help the process. Cause like, it can be a lot for the captains to, you know, not only play, but coach and lead and all this stuff. So I found luckily they, they took me on and, and I've been like helping out for the past three weeks since the school year started which has brought me a lot of joy. And, you know, I feel like I've, I've been able to approach the same things that I, that at school were like, you know, just extracurriculars. And honestly, sometimes like annoying, like, oh, it's like a big time commitment and I have to go to practice and I have to do this. Meanwhile, I have all these million other things. And I feel like now that, you know, I'm working, I have a certain time frame where this is when I can think I have to think about work and other times where I, I don't have to think about work at all. I can like actually commit myself to these other things and you know really engage with it in a way that like builds me as a person and as a leader because like as a coach you know you you approach it from a completely different angle, um, so that's been a lot of fun yeah. and, and you know has has made the living in Princeton aspect feel a little bit more real and like I'm an adult and like rather than this being a place where. Oh, I just went to school in Princeton. Like, no, this is like somewhere where I can say, like, oh, I lived here for a year, and like I had like, uh, like I started my career in Princeton rather than it just being like a place I come back for like reunions. Like, it'll be a place that I can I like will always call home.
1: Yeah, I think think that's that's really cool that you kind of have this privilege to be at Princeton and kind of see from a very different perspective. Now, I, I went back to Princeton throughout my fellowship year, probably. Once a month or so, I'm happy to have some close friends there I, I uh, would visit. But it was very interesting being there because I definitely felt like as an alum, I, I did feel like an outsider a little bit because I was like, I'm not going to classes. I'm just kind of watching these things go by. I mean, saying hi to some people I knew, but, you know, I definitely felt like I had moved on. And it, it's kind of interesting to, to hear that you still feel like you're a big part of the community there. You know, um, like moving here to D.C., like community was something that I was definitely unsure about. Um, I literally knew no one um, when I moved to D.C. I moved down here literally the day after graduation. I <laughs> did not take any breaks. I just wow. wanted to get into a new place. And yeah, find community, you know, there's just, just a lot of uncertainty. I was like, okay, how am I going to like make friends? Like I'm not big into the whole, you know, D.C. happy hour bar scene and everything like that. Um, but, you know, surprisingly and then just like a lot they took much like my my happiness uh it actually came pretty quickly um and i actually met a lot of people in dc because of the entire like ivy league network um i got connected with some people from other schools like like yale dartmouth and harvard and we all just somehow just got together started hanging out you know went to like church together did like other socials together and it just really kind of speaks to just the power of, of, of community and the power of a lot of similarities that, you know, people from schools like, like Princeton and, and, and you know, other schools, like, have. And, like, it feels like we we just kind of know that we want to, like, <laughs> get together, hang out with each other and, and build that community, which I thought was a really awesome part about being in D.C., you know? Like, it's very different, you know, going from going to college versus going to DC going to college you know same thing I didn't know anybody it took a little longer to to make friends feel comfortable but moving to DC even though I had an uncertainty like, it just happened so quickly I mean maybe it's because I got more social <laughs> while in college but um but it, it just it just really I mean community I, I can never stress this enough I mean for anyone who's you know graduating from from Princeton doing pvd5 like community is is essential just for your 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 survival, <laughs> honestly, but even just um, to help you thrive um, out there, um, especially when you're in a new place, like you have to seek out people, you know, you have to um, think about, you know, what kind of environment you want to be in um, and and not be afraid to just get out of your comfort zone, especially if you're a shy person and, and just, just talk to people. Um, you never know what's going to happen uh, from those interactions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both. I think you both touch on that community aspect and that kind of, post-transition that kind of feeling of past like past Princeton, what you're doing. But I think you also both touched upon like having time, like having time to do things versus when you were at Princeton and your schedules were jam-packed. And I'd love to hear about, especially Chanley, your your process of having more time, but then also applying to law school. Like you're dealing with work and some time, but also this other it's almost another job in itself to apply, to go through that process. So if you'd want to share about that. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hearing, hearing the deans uh, um, talking about time and having a certain amount of time, you know, during the day to think about work and time, not think about work. I cannot say I had that s- exact same experience. You know, um, being a community organizer is a very unique job in that um, I think like any job, where you, your job is to like, relate to people. You You are essentially on call all the time. Um, it's like I, I would you know start work at usually like nine o'clock you know have mm. some meetings throughout the day but it, it was likely that I mean there are a lot of evening events that I went to um some were you know through the organization some were by choice just me wanting to get to explore DC more get to know the communities communities I was working in a lot more and so that definitely made finding time to apply <laughs> and, to, and to study for the LSAT very difficult because I. I really feel like I, I struggle to, you know, separate my time into work thoughts and into life and, and future goals and aspiration thoughts, and it's so I, it was really a matter of being very strategic, really thinking ahead. Um, I was terrible at using a calendar. <laughs> Literally, I'll throughout my entire life until I until I graduated, um, and I mean, thankfully, the job I I worked the time required me to use a calendar. because I had to you know, set up so many meetings with people and and, um, and travel a lot. Um, and so I just always have to be looking ahead and seeing, okay, I'm going to be taking this test in this month in, in November or in January. Okay. What are the times, like, I absolutely have to, you know, cut out work and just, like, focus, focus on studying. Um, and then what, what are some times where I can, I can be a little more flexible, you know, because, like, I don't want to be drowning in work. I don't want to be, you know, going to people really – Stressed out or depressed because I'm studying so hard for the LSAT, but um, it, it, I I cannot say I had like the perfect formula <laughs> when doing it. I mean, it was really just when I found time to do it, um or if I saw like this space in my in my in my schedule where it's like, okay, I have no works up to do, I'm gonna focus the LSAT. That's that's when I was done. Um But it was honestly pretty sporadic. Um If I were to go back um, and do it again, I would. Definitely do it much better. Definitely be a lot more disciplined in that separation of what I'm doing now and what I hope to do um, in the future. But um, yeah, like the, the best thing is I did have a lot of support um, from my from my colleagues. Um, they all knew they had you know, these goals to go to law school, so they so they did not. So when I was you no know, studying and whatnot, and, and they knew I had to take time for that, they they were respect, uh, respectful respectful of, of that and, and knowing that.
2: Cool. That's great. Oh, sorry. I, I I just I was gonna say I think I stand a lot to learn from your experiences because I feel like I'm I have intentions of going to grad school and I'm looking at programs mm-hmm. and I'm trying to study for the GRE and um although the GRE is is probably not nearly as comprehensive as the LSAT I really just <laughs> see the GRE as like a adult SAT right right um, but uh yeah I've also been kind of approaching it in a pretty sporadic way where Mm -hmm. you know it's like I finish the workday around five-ish and then it's like you know I have to I I, I have to decompress like there's Mm -hmm. like it's really hard for me to like go straight into it and sometimes I decompress and I'm like wow I really don't like I just don't have the energy Mm -hmm. today to like sit in front of like my computer screen and do GRE practice problems like that's just not like if even if I do it, I'm not going to gain that much out of it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I think like yeah, like having that schedule is probably a much better approach because then it's like mm-hmm. okay, like I'll know ahead of time. Like I've told myself I'm going to do X amount of time on it, and it, and you know I'll just feel better about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, it's I, I feel like it's a process though because uh-huh. you know I, I just signed up for the test. I'm I, I'm taking on November eighth. So it's okay, like right. I got like a little, it's love, yeah. It's creeping up. It's creeping up. Yes. But um, yeah, I, I I appreciate your advice. So I'll, I'll take that to heart. I think.
1: Of course, yeah, yeah. And, and you know something I, I didn't mention when I was when I was talking about you know, my um, approach to the L Doing the work I was doing, um, actually, I'm glad you mentioned you know, decompressing because the work I was doing there was a a big emotional weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you no, know, this working in a community um, where you have mostly low-income people of color, um, a large, like, black population that has, honestly, I mean, and, and a lot of people would agree, you know, just had very awful experiences with the education system here, a system that, I mean, pretty much just to say, you know, since Brown v. Born, you know, like, it, it's, that did not fix everything, and there's, we still see, you know, essentially like de facto, you know, school segregation, you know, lack of funds going to places where they should be going, lack of, of care. And so I just heard so many stories about, you know, parents, children, and their experiences in school, of things like bullying, mental health, um, not having these resources. I mean, even, even violence in the community. It's very weighty, you know, work. And when I was doing that, you know, from nine to five and uh, oftentimes no past five like i also did not want to (laughs) sit in front of a computer do these practice problems i just wanted to you know be in my own space and just just rest um i mean listening to stories i didn't even realize how much traveling around you know like the city can tire someone out even though you're just like sitting on a train or sitting in uber like it was just it was tiring work it really was and so that that just that made it i think even more difficult to, to want to study. And it's so when I realized that, you no know, making this, making the, the calendar, making a schedule is, is the easy part, but it really is. It's the discipline and the will to have that, have that future mindset. It's like, okay, I'm going to struggle right now, but in the end, it will, it'll pay off. And um, definitely when we're, we're doing work, especially what I, I love about P55 is that it, it puts us into you know, these kind of nonprofits where we are guaranteed to to engage with, with really real stories of, of real people and, and our work has a real impact on them. And, and that, yeah, that can really make, you know, the way I think about it, it's like I, that can really make thinking about ourselves and our own goals more difficult because we want to be focused on other people, especially people who have not had, I think, as, as much privileges as we may have had um, when we were growing up or, or going through school and having these work opportunities.
2: It's interesting to say that because, like, for me, the need to decompress doesn't necessarily come from, like, the emotional, like, weight of the story, you know, like which I understand. I think that's really, you know, moving that you had, like, went through that and experienced that. But for me, it's almost like it's like the flip side of the coin because, like, for my organization, it's a very rich, white-focused organization where it works in, like, in the Princeton, Hopewell area and continues to serve the same people that fund it and mm-hmm. for me a lot of a lot of the need to decompress is like I'm I'm like frustrated a lot of the day yeah. where I'm like we have so we have a lot of money for the size right. of the organization that we are you know we pay our you know higher ups a decent a huge salary you know there's just like there's a lot of things that I see like systematically that could be different and I have okay. to like face it every day and it's like when I go home I'm like gosh I'm so happy I don't have to like think about how you know x y and z isn't going the way i you know think it should be going and you know it's like i'm like okay i need to like not think about it anymore because it's you know it's upsetting in its own way right not not in that it's like oh like i'm touched by you know the stories like you are but it's really like i almost wish i could be you know engaging in these uh, with these other communities instead of like hearing over and over like I don't know the same stories from the same people Um, (laughs) right
1: yeah i mean there's a lot of frustration in my work too absolutely yeah because like i did feel that a lot of hearing the same stories over and over again i obviously in different contexts but the frustration was like can we just why can't we just fix it like come on like dc government like these things seem like simple solutions but you know all the competing priorities like yeah, there's frustration everywhere. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah, that's the systems. Uh-huh. Systemic stuff uh-huh. is really hard to deal with every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what um, why it's important to practice that self-care and have those yeah. um, specific outlets for you to decompress. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. community that Chandler was speaking to. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. Seeking out your community and building up the community and making those connections are really important. Um, yeah, and that you have support too. You have yes. mentors in the program. You have your uh-huh. local area committees. You have us at the office. Yes. You know yes. How about Chandler? Amazing team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how about um, Chandler? You talk uh, some more about those experiences with those mentors and um, the professional the professional development that P fifty five allotted you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, first, speak on, on on the mentor aspect. Um, I. Could not be happier with with the mentor. I I I would say half, you know. Um, my mentor and I. We just because I'm done with P55 does not mean that we are done. You know, being in that relationship. Um, it definitely is a relationship I see going on for for a long time. Um, and I, I was really really happy uh, about um my mentor Brandon's um uh, enthusiasm about wanting to get to know me like from from the start. We we did, we did we met not too long after I after I started the program. Um, I think it was in like late June or early July and we really just hit off so well you know it's, it's nice that he mentor, you know, is on kind of on the younger side so it was like easier to like relate to him talk about how for instance, changed um but also you know he was also in uh is also in um uh, education work um kind of approaching from a different angle but we could really connect um on that on that level you know his he worked with high schoolers I mean I work with parents of Know, preschoolers all the way through high school. And so there's just so much that I learned from from him and his experiences and and learned about the struggles that, that they face in their organization. And so it just was, was so easy for me just to connect with him. Um, and and we also gain a lot of wisdom um, from him as well. You know, he had some knowledge about you know, the law school process, you know through his, his wife who's a lawyer, um, so we got to talk a lot about that. Um, he's helped me think about know is going to like was going to law school like the right choice for me like no and for my for my second year I'm out from college so it's just really awesome having that um and then professional development um like i think it's just is just so wonderful all the resources that that p55 uh, the prince alumni corps has for us um I absolutely loved, um, and Nadine, like, you're going to get the experience soon. The uh, the retreat that uh, that we had this past April that was honestly phenomenal. Um, to go through those trainings around public speaking, which is, I mean, that was essential for my job. Like that, guy like, I, I did public speaking, you know, literally every day, you know, every week. Um, and to, to hear about you know, the importance of, um, you know, having a strong mind, body, and soul. You know, um, take care of ourselves mentally. Um, learning how to there's there's one session I remember that was vital which is learning how to communicate with uh <laughs> with the higher ups with your employers talking about negotiation, um, you know, building those connections in a in a healthy, yes, strategic way. I think all all of those were so vital, not just for you know, my, my time with pay, but you know, going forward. I mean, we're doing more <laughs> more interviews soon, you know, doing more work and so all those things that I I learn from P fifty five about those interactions, about mental health, about um, engaging with not just you know other not not just you no know, those who we work with, but just other people in in the community in the P fifty five cohort. Because we never know what we'll be able to you know, help give to each other. Um, I, even though we might all be in different circles, this world is very small. That's something I've I've learned um, that the world is, is tiny. You never know who you're going to run into tomorrow or 10 years down the line. And you never know what experiences um, they'll have. But when you build those connections with, with people in the cohort, people in your community, um, only good things can come from that. I, I believe, I, 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 I refuse to believe that an interaction will inherently be negative and like nothing good can ever come out of that. You know, um, when you, when you, take the time to, to be intentional in your relationships, um, with, with, with others around you, good things will, will come out of that, um, like, I mean, I, I, would not be in law school today if it were not for my, my, uh, supervisor you know, actually writing a letter of recommendation for me, um, even just, you know, have, even, you know, five, six months, like, into my, into my work, um, she... You know, we, we built a really close connection and she was just more than willing to, to help me out with that. I mean, I have to admit they, they wanted me to stay and like, part of me, really wanted to stay too, but it was just really awesome that, um, that, that she and, and the whole team were supportive of me in that way. And that's, that's because, you know, you put on a friendly face, you know, talk to people, but talk to them, not just as, you know, as some kind of like, uh, you no know, means to an end, but talk to them just as, just as people, as people you can relate to. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think just to, you know, piggyback on the your comments about, like, mentorship and, and the connections with P55 and stuff, like, for me, being in Princeton, I felt just because the office here at Stockton is so close to where I work and live, like, and Sarai, you know, it was pretty early on, like, it was, like, the first few weeks, like, Sarai invited me out to lunch, and we had another lunch with the rest of the fellows, like, I just, I feel like That's I've awesome. had that support early and often, and that's mm-hmm. meant like the world to me. Like, even just yeah. being here for this podcast, just like, you know, like given the opportunity and space to like not only have the opportunity to, you know, get the job, like that's in itself okay. like an awesome thing. But then also, like, after you get it, like, how can we help you, you know, right, right. get the best out of it? I think like that's like, that's the most rare thing that, mm-hmm. like, cause I have friends who have jobs all over the country. And they have no support, you know, there's no backing Mm -hmm. behind it. And it's like, they're complaining, they're, you know, they're in the nonprofit (laughs) sector, they're in the corporate world. doesn't matter what kind of job they have, but there's, there's very little like support for them. And for me, it's like, I feel like the support is like, I don't feel like I'm being babied with the support because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's so necessary. Like for me to like, now I feel much more comfortable with myself in the workplace and like, know that my concerns are real and know that like, you know, If I do have concerns, that they're solvable, and that Mm -hmm, like there's ways to to grow from you know the struggles and to really capitalize on my strengths, yeah. Thank you guys for yeah yeah. (laughs) Thank you so so much.
0: That makes that makes us feel wonderful and validated, but also just it makes us really happy that you're that you feel that support and that you recognize that that's really what we want to provide too. It's not just we're not just here to match make you with an organization and then send you on your way we really do want to support your professional development and your personal development because you've joined our network. You've joined our family. Like we're not letting y'all go, <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, you know, you're, you're a part of this network for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. However you want to be. And you should definitely right. take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Chandler, what, in, in closing, what, what is a, a takeaway that you, sh- you would like to share
1: uh, with Nadine today, yeah, Nadine. I think the biggest takeaway I can share with you, and I, I've spoken up uh, on this a lot, is that no matter what your your work environment is like, no, ma- no matter how you feel about the work you're doing, really, really take the time to get to know the people you're working with um, on, on a deep level. Um, I, I know people talk a lot about you know, some people might say it's important to separate you know, no work no from just like other you know, social cultural life. But I don't I don't agree with that. I mean we're we're in a world that um you know we're in a world where we, you know, can really just thrive through everything, not just being about work, but um engagement with our coworkers as as people, as I mentioned before. And so that that means you no know, those who might be on like the same level as you but it also means you know those who are the highest up in the organization and just Gain to know them. Gain to know their motivations. Gain to know, you know, why they did the work that they that they do. Um, and even just gain to know, know, other little facts about them. You know about about their family and whatnot. Because building those relationships will honestly can only help you, um, in the long run. You know, if I mean, I like this. I like to like think of it is like, you know, if you have met, build a good friendship with with a you know your 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 employer or, or colleague, you know, it's gonna be a lot harder for them to be upset with you. <laughs> um, you know, just because. You start to learn just how human each of you each of you is, um, and that just really um, that just really helps sustain you in the in the work environment. Knowing that um, those around you are approachable, um, that they do care about you, they think they care about your work, but they are just like P fifty five they care about your professional development um, as as well. So if you haven't already done that already, if you feel like there aren't people you're close to, I mean, your work really just take a risk and, and just start talking to people about random things. I mean, you can start talking about work, but then you can branch out to other things. Um, and definitely, I mean, definitely stand on the level that you're most comfortable with, but I encourage you to, you know, not be afraid to, to go deeper as, as time goes along. Yeah.
2: Cool. Thanks for the advice.
1: Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, Nadeem, is there anything that you want to share with Chandler or just with the fellows listening right now, your cohort?
2: I would say like, don't don't like. For me, the the bet the best thing about this experience has just been like giving myself like, and I think it goes along with everything we've been saying about self care and stuff like that. But just like, don't be afraid to just like completely just block everything out and just do you and like get get the pleasure from like going to the grocery store and like picking out like some nice cheese or something like that. <laughs> like I don't know, like do something do something that is just like just for you you know it's your money it's your it's your life like okay. i don't know i think it's rare that like so often i have felt like i just have to go 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 and i have to be efficient and timely and this and that and it's like you know what sometimes the little pleasures in life are really you know for me it's some nice goat cheese for other people <laughs> it, it might you know it might be something else
0: So fellows, that concludes our Versing the Bubble series with our different alumni and current fellow guests. And again, there is the resource hub that is available to you that has resources on managing up, on building relationships, on self-care, and we'll actually have a future episode around mental health and self-care. Yep. So be on the lookout for that. Also, feel free to leave a comment below, um, letting us know your thoughts, or if you have any questions, um, we're here to answer. Yeah, and until then, happy happy Friday, fellows!